Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by LineStar. All things fantasy football with a sprinkle of sports betting. Alongside Tyler Weeman, I'm Shannon Somerville. Tyler, it is Monday night football time. Week 12, we're coming off the Thanksgiving turkey hangover. But yes. we got a nice Monday night football matchup. Maybe. Yeah, nice. <laughs> An AFC rivalry renewed in this one as the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Both teams not exactly exceeding expectations. The Steelers three and seven on the year. The Colts four, six, and one on the year. The Colts came into this season with some high expectations, have not delivered. Now they've got a new head coach and Jeff Saturday, who's coaching them up over the past two weeks. They have looked better. They have. My question to you, Tyler, is who is a bigger disappointment in the NFL this season? Is it the Colts or the Denver Broncos? Ooh. I gotta say the Denver Broncos yeah. for sure. I agree. Uh, they came into the year as with Super Bowl aspirations. Sure. And now they're going to be lucky if they're not last place. I was telling Tyler a stat before <clears> the <throat> show that absolutely boggled my mind in regards to how bad the Broncos yes. are. So there are six one-and-done coaches in the last 10 years. And we assume Hackett might be, Nathaniel Hackett might be one-and-done after the season. I've just been underperforming like crazy. So of those six head coaches that lost their jobs after a year. The Super Bowl odds for those were 100 to 1 or worse. The odds for the Denver Broncos coming into this season, 17 to 1 for Super Bowl. Yeah. That just goes to show you how much they have underperformed this season. The Colts were also favorites to take their division as well heading into this season, but just have not looked okay whatsoever no i mean the colts keep trying to use these retread quarterbacks and it just hasn't been working right ever since uh, they lost andrew luck yeah. they just haven't been able to figure out that position mm-hmm. turns out they should have just kept kobe Brissett because he's looked great <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right and meanwhile the steelers are kind of in a rebuild mode mm-hmm. Big Ben's gone. Now it's Kenny Pickett time, and he's kind of developing through the season, so they've got a lot of growing pains. Mike Tomlin, though, always keeps them competitive, though, week in and week out in the defense for the Steelers with T.J. Watt. That's an important (laughs) component. Can be dangerous to opposing teams. They can, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. Overall, what's your assessment of this game? Uh, I mean, it should be a competitive game, Mm -hmm. which at least we have that going for. However... I don't foresee a lot of scoring. Yeah. I know the total, I think, is 39 and a half, mm-hmm. which I think is probably about right. However, it might it's be on low. the underside <laughs> there. But, yeah, I it should be a fun game. We have some nice, you know, young, exciting players with yeah. pickings and That's stuff. That's true. So, I do, I am excited to see him. Both teams coming into this one relatively healthy. You usually think in week 12, both teams would be pretty banged up. Although both teams, according to sixscore.com, they have a six score of over 90, which is one of the best Mm -hmm. uh, sports injury central scores we've seen all season long. So just shows you how bad these two teams are. (laughs) They're healthy and they still can't win. We will get to our daily fantasy projections for today, and then we'll have our touchdown calls, prop bets, and our game picks. Let's start off with daily fantasy, and we'll start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers and quarterback Kenny Pickett, who has shown some promise Mm -hmm. since he's taken over as the starter. Uh, I think that was about week four, week five? Right around there, In games where he's played the whole game, because he did deal with an injury in one of those games, averaged 247 yards per game, and he had 265 against the Cincinnati Bengals 
that are kind of a dangerous team mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. What do you make of Kenny Pickett's position for fantasy? He's been improving, mm-hmm. you know, every single week. So I, I like to see that. However, Indianapolis is pretty good versus the quarterback. They rank third, only allowing 203.8 yards to the quarterback, passing yards, that is, over the last nine. And they rank eighth, only allowing one passing touchdown per game. So I don't think this is the game that Kenny Pickett is going to really figure it out Mm -hmm. Uh, for fantasy. I don't mind using him. Uh, We do have some good playmakers pass catchers being mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson picking and Friar So he could have a decent game, but I don't love his upside. How about the upside for running back Najee Harris, who had 116 total yards against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. He had 99 rushing yards the week before against the New Orleans mm-hmm. Saints team. Now he's going up against an Indianapolis Colts defense that actually they're I guess good spot on defense is their rush defense. So how would you evaluate Harris from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, I don't love Harris uh, today. I think he's also going a little high owned as far as being a captain. Um, Indy ranks fifth and allowing only 0.4 rushing touchdowns over the last nine games. So Najee's really going to need a high uh, target volume and a touchdown to really be optimal. And I don't know if this is really the matchup for him to get in the end zone. Yeah, Indianapolis Colts, six in rush defense DVOA. So not too bad at limiting opposing running backs. As far as the wide receivers go, wide receiver one for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Johnson, averaged just 45.6 receiving yards per game. His targets are down. Doesn't seem to have established a level of chemistry with Kenny Pickett. It's also kind of a matter of play design. The offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, seems they kind of haven't figured things out in terms of getting all their weapons involved. They did get rid of Chase Claypool, so you Mm -hmm. would have thought that that would have increased his target share. However, that just hasn't played out. In fact, um, Pickett has been going to his boy, George Pickens kind of over him, although I will say he has voiced that concern. Um, Deontay Johnson has at least that he wants to be more involved in the offense. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, as we've seen, squeaky squeaky wheel wheel gets the grease. So could this be a week where they make an absolute point of emphasis to get him the ball? On the year, Deontay Johnson has the most targets by far out of Pickens, Fryermuth, and Mm -hmm. Johnson. Johnson is the number one. They do try and get him going first. However... The rapport has obviously been with Pickens. Pickens has had a few good games lately. I really like uh, his ability. He's a super mm-hmm. exciting, really good receiver. So I I don't know if I really love Deontay Johnson in this. Sure. The issue with Johnson is, yes, he's getting the targets, but his A dot is super low. Mm-hmm. So he really needs to have a lot of catches in the game to really, you know, have a great game and I just don't think that's going to happen this week all right well we talked about George Pickens then let's Mm -hmm. see what his outlook is for today so George Pickens has been one of the most dynamic young rookie receivers we've seen in fact Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are the only two other rookie wide receivers to have more receiving yards than George Mm -hmm. Pickens which I think that's saying something right there George Bulldogs showing up in the NFL love to see that so He has more chemistry with Kenny Pickett. A lot of that might just be the fact that both of them were rookies and they were taking second team reps together all off season. So they are very familiar with each other. 
That bodes well for him tonight, though, against a Colts defense. If you're going to attack him, it's probably in the passing game. What do you think? It is probably in the passing game. And, yes, I think there is a lot to be said about the fact that they were playing together in the mm-hmm. second team. And they've built that rapport. His A dot is a lot further down the field than, than Deontay Johnson. So he doesn't need as many targets mm-hmm. to really make him optimal. Uh We've seen him have some crazy acrobatic catches. Right. I really like him. And of the receivers, you know, I like him better than Johnson or, say, Gunner mm-hmm. or uh, Steven Sims. You've also seen teams kind of double, double teaming Deontay Johnson a little bit, including mm-hmm. last week. And then it's like, really? Are you going to not uh, cover... George Pickens, you're going to go one-on-one with George Pickens. Good luck on that contested catch. Yeah, but look, I mean, Deontay is a really good receiver. So I understand teams trying to key in on him. But Pickens is great, and, you know, I like his upside for uh, DFS. Mm -hmm. He, He just has a way higher upside than Deontay Johnson does right now. How about tight end Pat Fryermuth, who's averaging 53.5 receiving yards per game and a good matchup for him going up against an Indianapolis Colts defense that ranks 28th in DVOA versus opposing teams' tight ends. What do you think? This is my favorite play for the Steelers. I really like Fryermuth, and over the last four games, he is averaging 8.8 targets per game. That leads any pass catcher on the entire slate. So. Wow. Uh, Fryermuth, they've been looking at him a lot. He's also a big time TD threat in the middle of the field. And so I really like Fryermuth both as on a flex play mm-hmm. or captain or MVP spot. All right, let's look at the Colts. Quarterback Matt Ryan, 271 passing yards per game. And he's working behind one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. They rank 31st in adjusted line yards and 31st in sack rate allowed just in abysmal offensive line. And just, I mean, they can't keep him upright back yeah. there. So in this game where you've got a an opposing defense that has the likes of TJ Watt, would you hesitate in putting Matt Ryan in your lineup? Uh, I mean, he's a quarterback, and so in these single-game slates, it's really hard to totally fade them. Sure. If I'm making one lineup, you know, it it's really hard because the Pittsburgh Steelers' stats on defense, they rank 28th, allowing 277.4 passing yards over the last nine, but majority of that is without T.J. Watt. Right. And so the stats are saying that, it is easier to attack the Steelers' offense through the passing game, but we know how much of a difference maker T.J. Watt is. So, I, you know, it's kind of a catch-22 here. Mm-hmm. So, I like Ryan, but I am worried. I think T.J. Watt is going to get to the quarterback. He is going to sack him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is under Jeff Saturday, what we have seen is – Matt Ryan has not been throwing the ball as much. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, mid to low 30 pass attempts with Saturday, whereas before you could, you saw Ryan get into the mm-hmm. 40s and stuff, and that's just not happening yet. Speaking of that offense being predicated now on the run game mm-hmm. with Jeff Saturday, running back Jonathan Taylor's been playing a lot better over the last four weeks. And in fact, he's had 104 and a half 
total yards per game over the last four weeks, which is much more in line with what we saw from him last season when he was leading the league in rushing yards. Going up against a tough rush defense, though, in the Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, as we mentioned with TJ Watt, it's an entirely different defense. What do you see for JT tonight? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's healthy again. Jeff Saturday wants the offense to run through him. And so they're, mm-hmm. they're doing that. They're giving him the carries. They're also giving him some targets, which is really nice and gives him a nice kind of floor mm-hmm. here. So I like I like JT here. Uh, he is super high-owned, though, as a captain. And so maybe not have him as a captain just to get a little different here. But he is in a good spot, and I like him. Yeah, I think with Jeff Saturday there, I know he got a lot of flack for coming in with no coaching experience, mm-hmm. but the one – biggest Achilles heel of this team was the offensive line why not bring in an offensive lineman to get that right and what you're seeing over the last two weeks is a much better rush Mm -hmm. rushing attack Matt Ryan's yeah doesn't have as many sacks back there you're starting to see the things I guess fall together a bit more are they still a good team probably not in terms of that offense but they have looked better and that bodes well for guys like Jonathan Taylor who have the talent we know they have it and now they can uh, see that how about wide receiver michael pittman 75 receiving yards against the philadelphia eagles a top five defense mm-hmm. so we know he's capable of some things on offense as well going up against the sealers who are 20th in pass defense dvoa first wide receiver once pittman's an interesting play here what do you think of it yeah i like pittman he's obviously the wide receiver one for the colts once again bringing up kind of the pittsburgh steelers defensive Mm -hmm. receiving stacks they're ranked 32nd allowing 203 yards to the wide receiver over the last nine games but once again remember that is mostly without tj watt they are a much better defense with him uh but pitman has been averaging 9.2 targets a game he is getting a ton of targets the target share has fallen a little bit Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, where he's right around 7.7. Mentioned Pat Fryermuth mm-hmm. has the most over the last four games, whereas Pittman's at 7.7. Uh, he is pretty much their top play in the passing game. He's the only guy you can count on week in, week out. Is that Fryermuth's most targets between these two teams in tonight's game? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. interesting. By over. Yeah. That, that's just over the last four weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then that takes into account the Claypool loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which makes sense. Claypool played in the slot a lot uh, before leaving. And now Fryermuth just has more of the open or more of the middle to work. Fryermuth is interesting. He has these games where it's like an absolute blow up game. Yeah. I remember last year when they, I think it was the Vikings that they played where he just was like in the ends. He caught all these touchdowns and it was just like, oh my gosh. And then. Could this be one of those games? I don't know. It could. Perhaps. It could. Although we don't think we're going to see a lot of scoring, but who knows. All right. Wide receiver Paris Campbell has averaged 55 receiving yards per game over the last six games. What do you make of his spot for tonight? Uh, Outside of Pittman, he's on the field, you know, Mm -hmm. just as much. And he's the number two. He's had some really big games recently. My issue with him him is that he's going to need a touchdown to be optimal. He his A dot is usually pretty low, so he's going to need kind of that touchdown to push him over the edge to be optimal. My alert went off this week, by the way. I know, it's usually my... Tyler's computer that's beeping, yep. but 
<laughs> I got it this week. All right, gotcha. sleepers, Captain. Where are we going first with sleepers? All right, for sleepers, uh, I like Alec Pierce, Austin Dooler, uh, Gunner, Gunner, and then Steven Sims. Okay. Then also kickers, defenses. I think, you know, everybody's kind of in there. <laughs> when I was week. going through my uh, touchdown call, I was actually like, you know what? This might be a good week to pick a defense to score a touchdown. It, it could With absolutely these two quarterbacks happen. in yeah. the mix. Uh, I definitely was kind of leaning, like, will the Steelers have a pick six in this one? I almost went for my prop bet, <laughs> uh, quarterback interception. Yeah, that's not a bad yeah. play in this one. Now, actually, I looked at that, and Matt Ryan hasn't had an interception the past two games, although yeah. we know that he's prone to some picks, especially against when he's going to be facing this amount of pressure in this game. That was the I reason likely... I didn't do it, because, as I mentioned, his pass volume has been so much mm -hmm. lower. Sure. Uh, because it's been lower, I was like, eh, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> like They're obviously trying to have him protect the ball right now. So where are we going to go? Stay uh, tuned to find out. Yeah, my and then ahead. back to Sorry. Captain MVPs. Obviously, I like Fryermuth. I like Pickens, Jonathan Taylor, Pittman. Like that you like Pickens as well. Mm -hmm. I do. It's just that he has he has that upside. He has that big playability that right. you know we're not really seeing from Deontay with that super low A dot. So I think he has the upside to kind yeah. of get it done. He has he has had a bit of a boomer bust type of season. Totally. However, given that Pickett Pickett feels comfortable or seems to at least throwing to him. And he's yeah. just got to put it in his area code. He'll come down with it. And the the thing is that for these really big GPPs, like you need that upside to really get you there. And I mean, we know Pickens has it. I know. And so. uh, he did say that practices in the NFL are easier than when he played at University of Georgia. Yeah, How do you like that? That's just the... Uh, which so certainly it? the Colts defense is going to be easier than the Georgia Bulldogs Oh, defense. yeah. Going into somebody's SEC championship weekend, about, can you tell? a little excited <laughs> about her Bulldogs. All right, so those are daily fantasy for today. Make sure to check out LineStarApp.com for all of our projections and analytics to help you dominate in daily fantasy. And if you're watching us right now on YouTube and you like our content, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel. Sign up for those notifications as well so you know when we're coming out with videos. Now let's get to our touchdown calls of the game for Monday Night Football Week 12. Yay! Tyler, where are you headed for a touchdown call? All right, we Here might we have, might be hard to get some touchdowns this week, but I am going with Indianapolis Colt Michael Pittman to mm -hmm. come down with the touchdown. Pittsburgh ranks 31st, allowing 1.3 touchdowns to the receiver over the last nine. Pittman is the highest target earner on uh, the Colts, so I think he's going to get in there. Plus, I really need him in my season-long <laughs> fantasy football match so let's go pit got multiple reasons for yep. you to root for him in this one well i am going with a wide receiver on the other side pittsburgh steelers rookie wide receiver george pickens to have a touchdown in this one plus 300 i love those odds in this one now pickens has had a touchdown in three of the last four games and i like his matchup this week going up against the colts he's an absolutely athletic acrobatic wide receiver you just put it in his vicinity he'll find a way to go up and get it he's arguably 
a wide receiver one at this point. He's producing last week over 80 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals. I also see more targets in his future as Chase Claypool is now with the Bears. So those three to one odds for a touchdown, that's very attractive to me for George Pickens, who's basically a Cirque du Soleil acrobat. If he, if things don't work out in the NFL, I think that they could hire him for some of their shows, the way he flips and contorts and contorts his body yeah, and still just, comes down with the ball yeah so insane it's, he's he's good so those are our touchdown calls now it's time for mm-hmm. our prop bets tyler where are you going in the prop market i'm going with a weird one today we're going steven sims under 1.5 receptions he's only had one game this season where he hit two receptions his snap count has been on the rise mm-hmm. but i don't think the target share is going to be there there's only been one game he's had over two two targets. Mm-hmm. He had three, uh, only seven targets on the season. I think 1.5 is just a little bit too high for him. You're not going to be surprised where I'm going with my prop nope. bet. George Pickens over 41 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. Pickens had 83 last week against the Bengals. And since Kenny Pickett took over as starting quarterback, Pickens has averaged 55 receiving yards per game, and that's no coincidence. These two have a ton of chemistry that started with them both being rookies, coming up in camp, working on that second team and those reps, and they worked their way up the depth chart. So they just have a ton of chemistry that's continuing week in and week out. In fact, Kenny Pickett says, this guy is the best athlete I've ever played with. High praise from his quarterback. Love that duo right there. I think Pickens over 41 and a half receiving yards. That's way too low for a guy like Pickens. It is too low. All right. Those are our prop bets. Lock them in. Make sure you can tail us on prize picks and underdog fantasy. Links to that are below. Use our promo codes and get up to $100 of your deposit matched. Check that out there. Now it's time for our game picks. All right. We got ourselves an AFC showdown, maybe. Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> Steelers at Colts. The Colts come into this one two and a half point home favorites. What are you liking in this game? I'll take the dog. Let's go to the Steelers. It's a good bet. Yeah. Why you like the Steelers? Uh, because I don't like the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> I think TJ Watt having him back on the defense is going to give uh, Matt Ryan some issues. And like you said, we could see a defensive touchdown if that happens. Yeah. Steelers definitely win. I am also taking the Steelers in this one. And really the biggest factor for me is a guy by the name of TJ Watt. As you mentioned, he is an absolute game changer for this Pittsburgh defense. In fact, this is a crazy stat with Watt. Pittsburgh has allowed one fewer yard per play with him in the lineup. They're just a sack factory with him. And keep in mind, they're going up against the Colts, whose offensive line is absolutely abysmal. In fact, they rank uh, 31st in sack rate in the NFL. There is no way TJ Watt's not going to be able to get to Matt Ryan in this one. And I think that will cause trouble for this Colts offense. On the other side of things, the Pittsburgh offense has shown some improvements. Kenny Pickett had 265 passing yards last week against the Bengals. And now they take that air attack that they've kind of improved over the last week into an indoor stadium in Indianapolis. This will be the first time this offense has played indoors all season long. And I'm excited to see what they can do with that. Steelers. I'm taking the points in this one. Uh, Over, under. Uh, You said it was. 39 and a half. mm, Over. Hmm. 
Mm, I'm going under. You're going under. Mm-hmm. All right. So we disagree on something. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Yeah. <laughs> So, an interesting matchup for tonight. Again, for all of the information we just went over, make sure to check out LineStarApp.com. It's where we get all of our stats and analytics to help us dominate not only in daily fantasy, but in the prop market as well. We have a tool called Props Edge that finds you the best value according to our projections and the sports books, prize picks, underdog. It'll help you dominate, so make sure to check that out. Lastly, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel. Sign up for those notifications. Good luck to you in all of your betting for tonight and Monday Night Football. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye.